0: hello welcome to an additional bonus episode of the de-stress yourself podcast i'm Lucy, and in this episode i'm just going to be talking to you about my experiences and things that i've learned around depression specifically uh, and just generally feeling low and not quite knowing why and feeling alone with it So today is Suicide Awareness Day and even that word sounds really scary, doesn't it? Like it makes people feel uncomfortable. Even to this day, with so many different people talking about this topic, it still feels very much taboo. So I used to think of suicide and people taking their own lives as very much a black and white subject. If you were suicidal, there was obviously a reason for that. When I was younger, I'd hear people around me saying things like, oh, it's so selfish when people do that. And for a few years, I would think the same. I would think that was the case. It was just a selfish act that you do. How, how could you do that and leave your family? So there's a few things that I've been unlearning like over the years uh, around this sort of area and I'm now realizing it was only after going through my own dip with my own head and mental state that I realized it's really not a black and white thing at all sometimes you don't even realize that you're feeling that way up until the last point and then it's almost too late sometimes for some people so when people say get help don't take your own life there's so much help out there I think a lot of people don't realize that even when you might be feeling that way, you don't actually know it right up until the last minute. And so that's why I always think, and a lot of people on this podcast, a lot of the guests have said, it's all about maintaining your mental health and seeing it like brushing your teeth. For example, like Nikki said on the last episode. And I think that something boils up in people. It might be some things that you're going through when you're struggling, but you're pushing it down because you've got lots on and you don't have time to think about it. You can almost snowball very quickly until you have a moment where the penny drops. Now, I have had it happen to me. I think probably, like properly, uh, only once in my life where I've actually known that that's what it was—that feeling. And now that I've kind of learned more about it, I'm even now looking back at times in my life where I'm thinking I was probably on the verge of this and I'm seeing I was not looking after myself. I was kind of self-harming in a way because I was self-neglecting. I was drinking so much. I was not eating. I was losing loads of weight and I just wasn't looking after myself. I had made myself really lonely. I'd kind of, you know, distanced myself from relationships, from like proper meaningful relationships. And I think that now when I look back, I I see now that maybe I was depressed. Maybe I just didn't even realize it. And so there's one time where I actually knew that this is what I was experiencing. And so I'm just going to tell you about what that felt like. And now the things that I've learned looking back. So the first time I properly realized that I was suicidal, I was living in London. I'd always dreamed of moving to the big smoke. And, you know, I'd, Pictured my life in a fancy media job. I'd be living my best life. And then when I actually got there, it was totally different. So I'd built up this lifestyle in mind where I'd be sipping cocktails with the girls from work. I'd be going to big VIP parties. I'd be wearing cool outfits that looked effortlessly chic. <laughs> and, you know, I, like on the movies, I'd picture going into shopping centers and you know, with people from work before this event and it had turned into a montage where you're trying on all the different outfits and posing and laughing. And then you'd hop on the tube and you'd be in some huge party where everyone seems to know who you are and you're a big deal (laughs) and you just fall into that role. And that was absolutely not the story that I got. And I think that maybe this is partly my fault for having this expectation in mind. But I think a lot of people do suffer from this, from building up an expectation of what you think that your life is going to look like, and then it never meets it. So then you end up deflated, you end up disappointed, and you're almost chasing this unrealistic lifestyle, because that's what's in your head. And that's how you think that your life should go. I think that when life doesn't Live up to that sort of romanticized version you had in your head that can definitely lead to feeling depressed now, along with the expectations not totally matching my my mind of what my life should look like. Um, I also felt really lonely and isolated now, London is a big city filled with people, lots of people like you. How could you possibly feel lonely? But you do when you first move there, it can be. Quite isolating and overwhelming. So I actually had two of my friends living there. So realistically, on paper, I should have been living my best life. And that, you know, I had two friends there. I was like, I'm not going to be lonely. I'm going to be absolutely fine. And when I got there, and I realised how long everything takes. So even to get to a different part of London. It's a lot longer than I thought. You have to get on a tube. The tube is very busy. Now I already suffer from anxiety and claustrophobia. So this was seriously, seriously draining and things that I didn't predict would happen. So I wasn't prepared for it. And um, I remember a few times I'd make plans with my friends and I just didn't want to go. And I didn't know why. I just could not snap myself out of this feeling of being overwhelmed and the feeling of just wanting to crawl into your bed and hide away from the world, that is all I wanted to do. And I kept it all in. I made it look amazing on Instagram. I wanted everyone to think I was, you know, really happy. And luckily I was in a job at the time with lovely, lovely people. Um, I was overwhelmed and I did find it hard to kind of connect with people because I was keeping so much in me, but I was surrounded by nice people, um, and then I moved jobs and I was in a very sort of fast-paced job it was starting all over again and it was just kind of starting to snowball until there was a point where I remember it was it felt like it was crushing me and it was Christmas time so I'd been in London for about a couple of months um I'd moved back and I'd gone to something with my family that should have been fun. It should have been, you know, come on, you've finished now. You're you're at home. You're back. Let your hair down. Have a breather. Have a drink. It's Christmas. And I felt miserable. Like I was looking around me and everyone was smiling and laughing and and I just couldn't even force it anymore. And like I just couldn't even—I couldn't even pretend anymore. I was that drained. And for that split second, I remember looking up at wherever I was, looking at the ceiling, and it was almost an outer body experience. And I just thought, I am not happy. Like I don't—I don't like this. I don't—I don't, if this is what life is, I don't want to be here. I don't want to experience this. I just don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be me anymore. And it was a feeling of. I almost wished that we were like aliens that could disappear back into their pod just for a few weeks. Like I just wanted to crawl into my alien pod, shut off the world and start again, (laughs) press, press the refresh and wake up and put on a different human costume and go and live a different life. That is the feeling that I had. I wanted to escape me and my life. And I don't know why I couldn't pinpoint why that was. And sometimes you can't pinpoint what that is. It's It's a load of things that have built up. And then you get to that point where it's so far gone that you don't even know what is what anymore. You just know that you're not happy. Now, when you're in that moment, it's very, very hard to reach out and tell someone because your brain has convinced you that people around you think you're a burden. You know, you think the world would be better off without you. You don't want to be that person moaning. Like people don't, they don't want to make the time to help you. And it's very, very hard to snap out of that feeling because obviously, that's not true. Obviously, people do want to help you. And there's helplines. Now today, looking back at that version of me, I want to go and give myself a hug and say, Lucy, for God's sake, cut yourself some slack. You've moved to a new city. You've got a lot going on right now. You're overwhelmed. And that is completely normal because you're a human being. It's normal to feel like this. You're not going to be happy all of the time. So stop like, Beating yourself up for not feeling happy almost. And just accept it. Just accept that you need a bit of help. That's absolutely fine to need some help. We all need a bit of help from time to time. Um, And luckily I did manage to pull myself out of that uh, just by being honest with the people around me who then gave me the support that I needed. And I think that that's why on days like this, I do always remember and think about the people who don't have that. People who don't have people around them Because there are a lot of people that might not have that support that they need. But that is why there are things like this. Right now, that is why I like to make this podcast. And there's loads of different podcasts around mental health. and feeling down, feeling hopeless. And also there's helplines. So plenty of helplines that you can do. You literally just Google helplines now and things will come up. But if you do need something right now, then why don't you text help to... Uh, sorry, no, that's wrong. Text SHOUT, so capital letters SHOUT to 85258. So if you right now listening feel hopeless and can totally relate to what I've just said, go ahead and text that and see what happens. Uh, You can also go to mental health uh, slash, that's not right, hyphen, Uh, the little the little dash line (laughs) Uh, mentalhealth-uk.org and there's loads of information on there as well just about like where you can get help that might be a bit more specific to what you're going through so since my episode I have realized that we have such a short tiny 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 life as a human and it's a miracle that we're even here so with people dying from other things every day um Surely it's the basic human thing to at least try and live as long as you can, right? But unfortunately, this is where a lot of people get it wrong. Depression is an illness. It's it's a disease in your brain that people can't see. So even though mine was maybe, um, you know, it was situational, that doesn't mean that you can't feel depressed and there might be absolutely no reason why. So you might be happy, you might be in the job you love and there's just something, there's just a cloud over you. There's this big cloud that's dragging you down. That is probably a mild form of depression. Even that word as well, that has got such a a weird taboo around it, even though everyone's talking about it. It still does have that shame, like an embarrassment attached to it, but it's really, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. I get depressed. I suffer from depression and it's just like if you say I've got ADHD, I've got um I need glasses, I've got dyslexia. I, this isn't me saying I've got it by the way. This is just examples of, you know, I've broken my leg. It is literally just like that. I've got depression. It's something that happens. It's not your fault. Uh, It might be something that's happened to you. Maybe you've got trauma and that's led to this. Or maybe it is literally just the way that you're wired. So there's absolutely no point in beating yourself up about it because it's not your fault at all. So if you think that you're feeling a similar way to everything that I've described in this episode, I promise you now it's just your head being horrible to you. So some things that you can actually do right now to help. Number one, medication. I went on lean and it is the best thing I have ever, 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 ever done. I have spoke to friends who are also on it. It's very common. Uh, just, I would recommend go and speak to your doctor. Tell them how you're feeling and they'll advise on the right one for you. Also worth noting that they can come with side effects. Um, sometimes it can lead you to feel a little bit drowsy. So you might want to just tell your boss at work or you might want to do it over a weekend just to start off with. Um, but go and speak to your doctor and tell them and see what they say. Number two, write down how you feel. Get a paper, get a notebook, get some sticky notes, write some affirmations, or just literally write everything that is in your mind, just get it out on paper. Write, try and pinpoint where it might be coming from. And if it's not, just write that. Just write everything you're feeling and just just get it all out, there. It's, it's not in your head. Because even just doing that, no one has to read it. Or you could literally write it for someone to read. If If you don't wanna tell them, maybe you could write them a letter to explain how you feel. Because it is hard to speak to people, you know, in person about how you're feeling. So sometimes it's a lot easier to write it. Number three, tell people. Ring a helpline, register for therapy or CBT, ring a family member, text a family member. You can even say it jokingly in a WhatsApp group and you will be surprised at how people really do want to help and listen. Number four, breathing. Breathing and meditation helps so much more than you would realize. Even better if you compare it with yoga. You can do this at home. You can search for Yoga With Adrienne on YouTube. She is amazing and she does loads of different uh, types of yoga so she does ones for if you're feeling drowsy and you want to wake yourself up a bit she does ones for before bed or she does ones for if you just literally feel like you need a bit of a reset in your brain if your brain's a bit clouded um she's really really good for that and also there are plenty of apps that you can use i use calm app there's also headspace they have specific sort of breathing sessions and meditations for if you're feeling low and please do not be put off the word meditation. A lot of people attach spirituality and, um, you know, that that kind of thing um, to meditation. Meditation is literally breathing and being in the moment. That's it. Like, that is it. You don't need a crystal. You don't need to go and hug a tree. You can sit and just breathe and just be in the moment and count things around your room. You could sit down cross-legged and count five things in your room whilst taking deep breaths. Well done, you've just meditated. Number five, accept how you're feeling. Stop trying to avoid it, stop trying to fight it, and stop trying to run from it. You can't. You can go for a run, it's still still in your brain. In fact, running actually does help. Uh, But what I mean is you can't run away from your problems um it just accept what it is that you're feeling and whatever you need right now maybe you just need to do that sometimes when I feel in a certain way I need to lie on the couch and cry for hours and eat ice cream and then when I've cried it all out I'll voice note my friend and tell them how I'm feeling if you feel like that's gonna help you do it don't have this guilt attached to it don't have shame attached to it just have a big, ugly cry, because sometimes you just need it. You seriously do. You need to let those toxic feelings run out of your body by just crying them out, basically. The only thing I would say is don't let it borderline onto self-harm. Know when to stop, know when to do it, and know when to stop. There's always got to be a point where you've got to think, okay, I've done this, now I need to kind of look at if, if I can't snap out of it, look at ways to try and snap out of it. Um, so for example, don't go on a big drinking session. It's only gonna make you feel worse. Um. Don't do the things that you know will make you feel even worse the next day. Look after yourself and look after yourself the way that you would a child. Sometimes when I'm not looking after myself, I think of myself as when I was like age 12. And I think, how would I look after myself right now if I was age 12? Would I let myself... Scroll on my phone until one a.m. No, I absolutely wouldn't. I would put on some dim music. Um, dim music. I put on some dim lights. Maybe some nature sounds, and I'd read a story. Um, so do those things. Um, remember that we are those people still. When you were little, and your mum or your dad or your guardian, whoever, would read you a bedtime story, or you'd make sure you got some exercise at the park. You're still that person. You don't grow out of those needs. You just kind of forget them, and they. They go down on the priority list, but sometimes you need to bump them back up on the priority list and look after yourself the way that you would do with a child. So I'm gonna leave that there, but I really hope that this has helped anyone right now who just needed someone to tell them that they felt the same. Um, if you felt triggered or if you felt weird listening to this because you're kind of relating to it or you're maybe worried about a friend, then as I've mentioned, please do go and just find some help. There's loads of help out there. Literally put it into Google, order yourself a self-help book, listen to podcasts like this. I've got some previous episodes that you might also like to listen to if you like this episode. Um, so there was a episode last Suicide Prevention Day. Um with an amazing uh, brother who, so he lost his brother, um, Jaden, which is really, really unfortunate. He lost his brother to suicide. And he joins me for an episode, Cairo, to just talk about how, like just what he was going through and how that has affected him. And I think it's good to listen to just to, make you realize that your family members do care about you because obviously when you're in that state you don't know and you can see from that episode how it obviously people care about you of course they do and um, mental health can affect more people than just the person going through it so there's plenty of episodes on this podcast for you to listen to I've also got a little meditation one if you do fancy giving that a go and doing some breathing along with it. Um, I hope you like it. As always, if you could rate and review, then it will help this podcast get out there to more people. And yeah, I hope you look after yourself. Take care and I'll speak to you next time.